Hi, I'm Johnny Touchdowns. Welcome to podcast. Oh, fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again with another exquisite episode of Sauce Talk on the other line. We got Jen. Jen, how you doing? I'm doing well, Johnny. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm glad to hear you're doing well. And I, I had a lot of recent guests who make it clear out of the gate they're doing poorly, but we're having a good time. It's, it's Friday night. This is a, I, I don't know if I've done one of these on a Friday night before. This so, is definitely the best use of your time on a Friday night, I think. Really no debate. Uh, but we got, we got a loose vibe going. We're feeling good. And you know what we want to talk about. Jen, eat anything good lately. I'm sorry to bring it down right on the top. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> I haven't been eating anything all that exciting lately, but... What I'm going with is we made some falafel, some baked falafel, some red lentil baked falafel, and it's good. And that's what I am going with. It's, it didn't occur to me to make it at home before. I don't want to fry anything, like deep fry anything. That's my first concern. I'm not sure about this baked falafel. It's good. It's legit. Is that and how you describe things that are good? It's good. <laughs> right, right. Your yeah, voice that, goes that up because you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. No, it was good. Um, and I don't want to like spoil my sauce segment, but like you make a homemade harissa. Oh, okay. a, now we're talking. Tahini okay. sauce. Yeah. A lot of chopped mint, a lot of chopped cilantro, some cucumber, some pita, toast the pita. It, it sounds like you're covering for the lack of uh, fry. It might actually be that. Yeah. yeah. But it sounds yeah. like you might be doing a good job of it. Yeah. You might do it so Overall. well that it all just shakes out fine in the end. Yeah. Actually, now that you've said that, I'm a little sad, but you're right. Yeah. What 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 inspired you to uh, bake some falafel? Um, I wish I could take credit for it, but uh, I have embarked on a strange, somewhat compulsive project with my friend where we are just cooking every recipe in a cookbook that we bought together. Um, so it just was in there. And so we needed to make that one. That's like a hardcore pandemic activity. It is. Uh, we did it with one other cookbook before this, and you've I've been through a, a cookbook in this pandemic. Yeah, we did um, sort of semi peter out on that one, and so like we probably only did like eighty percent of the recipes, and then we picked this new one. Um, so I think eighty percent is more than enough to count. Yes, yeah, you're exactly. not actually going to do every one. There's going to be but like three of... that you're like, "Fuck that!" Exactly. Like, yeah, some of them are objectively ridiculous, but it's actually been pretty good because I've made a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have. Even though it's like I like this cookbook and bought it for a reason, I still just would have never fucking made whatever it is. And like some of them have been recipes that I will now make again, including this baked falafel. I don't want to get too negative, and we're going to pull back from this right after I do this mini segment. Don't give me any other details about anything, but I want you to predict how many cookbooks long is this pandemic going to be like how many of me cooking through a cookbook pandemic you and your friend how many cookbooks you gonna get through before this is before you actually say i don't think this is the pandemic anymore 
I'm really hoping for two, Johnny. I think COVID's going to be around forever, but it would be great if the pandemic phase ended. I hope so, too. I wrote down infinity. Infinity, yeah, because that was my first answer. Was like, well, it's, this it's, one is an ending. That's really so. what it is, isn't it? It's 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 either two or I don't. How many cookbooks are there? Yeah. I, I, does it count when I start doing them again? Like yeah. we're, we're either going to do this or we're not going to do this. Hey, that's that's me being a bad host. Let's end that now. No more of that bad talk. Let's talk about something positive. So people like and they like to think about and remember because they have such fond memories of it. Jen, what was your high school experience like? I don't, I, my, the first thing that popped into my mind was just to be like, it was great. I liked high school a lot, but that's not a very interesting thing to say. Um, yeah, it was good. I was, as you might expect, like pretty nerdy and I hung out with a lot of like smart kids that just like didn't get into trouble, but we had a lot of fun. I don't know. It was good. Well, that, that's... We dated each other because that's what high school kids are fucking up to. Just like, it's... oh, that might be what some high school kids are up to. It wasn't what I was up to. Really? Uh, as as if that is an outrageous assertion. How dare you? Uh, I I know that the thing is to be like high school sucks, and I, I expected that of you. Yes. Yeah. Right. I seem like someone that would feel that way. No, high school was great. I think I liked high school more than college. Um. And like law school and high school were my more positive of the two experiences. Not the law, the college was fine. It was good. But no, high school was great. Like I'm still friends with a lot of those people. This is going to be a bad segment. Now, because in general, I think I, I pretty much align with you. Uh, it occurred to me recently, I thought it might be fun to start doing a recurring segment where I talked to people about their high school experiences. Because I do think we... Uh, oh, there's people, a lot of ground there. Yeah, there's a lot of ground there. And I, I think that this like this core group of dedicated listeners who love sauce talk. They wear the merch. They're, they're subscribed to the Patreon. They found out that honestly, you can, you can just Venmo me extra money and I'll send you extra episodes. Not that many people <laughs> do it, but if you do it, it'll, I'll get you one. Uh, <laughs> but like we come from a diverse range of uh, high school backgrounds. I think uh-huh. now a less diverse range of law school backgrounds in general. I don't know anyone who, no, I take, okay. I pull it back. There are listeners. I was going to say, there's a couple like spouses of core members. Even beyond spouses, there are people with no connection to the U of I law school besides me who occasionally listen to this podcast. I'm not talking about bots. They love it, but that's not who it is. (laughs) They all, the bots Venmo me hard. If you want to compete with the bot, the bots, you got to Venmo me. Um, but I was, I've had this for a while where I thought that'll be a fun thing to roll out. And then I was like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm not sure that's the right one. And then I was like, maybe I'll use this on the Jen episode. I'm like, okay, where'd Jen go to high school? I have no idea. I don't know anything. So maybe, so maybe this West. is good or bad. But, so uh, I, I mean, here's, here's the realness. I tried to figure it out. Oh, okay. And so I got on the, my first stop was LinkedIn. Uh, you don't have your high school enlisted. Now, you do have yeah. Hendricks College. Mm-hmm. What's that? Arkansas. Yeah. Actually, you were just talking about Knox College on your last podcast, and that was like the college that I was positive I was going to go to. 
Why um, do so many people love Knox College who are affiliated with this podcast? I don't know. It's very interesting. Um, That's so crazy. Yeah, I was positive. I visited and everything, but then Hendrix gave me more scholarship money. <laughs> and my parents forced me to visit and i my theory now in retrospect as to what happened is that it was it was like spring and so it was just way fucking warmer in arkansas when i went and so it, like the campus looked beautiful and everyone was like having the best fucking time and i didn't stay overnight so i didn't have some awkward horrible experience and i was just like yes this i don't i don't know well, how do we pick make these decisions um yeah no i think if i had been a more sensible person i would have probably gone to knox college what did you like about Knox College so much? I think I just had it in my head that I would not like, I think I was too worried about what a big college experience would be like. Like, I think I was too shy. And so I think I incorrect, I mean, like my sister went to U of I when we were in law school there and like the undergraduate experience at U of I, like you don't, you, you, you then you just have like a smaller circle within this larger campus. Like you, yeah, get you don't hang out with 40,000 people on the weekend. Exactly. Yeah. I think, and I think the Greek like thing was just like, so exceptionally not my scene. Um, so I think it just came off as like smaller and warmer and more liberal and intellectual. I don't know. It's hard to remember what I thought back then. I was insufferable. That was definitely a thing for me at U of I as well where I was initially, like, I, I, I went to U of I, and I was scared of uh, the Greek stuff. And then I got there, and I was like, oh, I just don't do that. And I just, now yeah. I have learned that yeah. everyone who lives in a frat is terrible. Yes. But then, it, then I went to the law school, and I was like, oh, it's just everyone who lives in a frat at a school like U of I. Like even at, like other smaller schools, it's it's a different thing. Yes, that's now, not true. not to say that it's always good, but at the very least, like my general rule of thumb is if somebody if you if you meet a person in a class and you're like maybe I'll be friends with this person, and they're like oh yeah I live at this frat I'm like well I'm not going to be friends with you, and yeah. that did not necessarily apply to everyone in the world. Well, U of I's Greek culture is like a particularly virulent strain, I, is I it think, not? I, that's my impression, at least. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe maybe I should have been friends with all those dudes, but I, no, I, I did not have that experience. The people I encountered taught me well to, to avoid them. But I felt very strongly upon going to law school at U of I that like, because I applied to U of I and got in and could have gone. Um, I think in when I looked back on it, I was like, oh, I should have just fucking gone to U of I. Like, I that would have been the correct decision. I didn't have a ton of guidance from my parents. And I think I was just being very precious about the whole thing and very like worried about fitting in or something. I don't know. Uh, now I feel like we are to some extent burying the lead because we mm. haven't actually covered. Where did you go to high school? Where did I go to high school? I went to high school in at Glenbard West, which is in Glen Ellen, which is a Western suburb of Chicago in DuPage County. Um, very white, very like a lot of money, not necessarily my family compared to the other people there, but just like a lot of really obnoxious rich kids. Um, our high school is beautiful. It looks like a castle. It's on a hill. Our mascot is the Hilltoppers, which is really dumb because that's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, I debated a lot where I thought you might've gone to high school. And so okay. I considered... <laughs> Uh, maybe she went to IMSA like Pat 
and the story's weird and that like they either knew each other in high school or mm-hmm. went to the same high school and didn't know each other and then met each other later. But then eventually I decided it's probably Chicago suburbs because yeah. if you're a person from Illinois, boy, Chicago suburbs is a good bet if you don't know. Yes. Uh, when I was going to U of I, I met a girl in a dorm once at an open doors night. And uh, we talked for a little bit. And then I was like, I'll talk to you later. And then I saw her again a few days later. And uh, I was like, hey, you're that girl. I know you. And she was like, where did I go to high school? And it, like to quiz me to see if I actually remembered her. Are you her. fucking kidding me? Uh, outrageous behavior. And I said, Deerfield. Okay. I was wrong. She yeah, was from sure. downstate Illinois, just like me. We dated for about three years. It didn't go great. Three years. Uh, yeah. But so that is this the part where I name everyone I went to high school with that went to U of I to see if you met them. I don't. I I have had that a lot, especially coming from Western Illinois. Yeah. I used to work for my dad uh, doing like construction stuff in the summers be- be- between school, and people would always be like, "Oh, you go to U of I." Well, my nephew, do you know him? Yeah. No, I sure don't. Like, do you know there's how many a, people go to that school? There's a million people. Yeah. I don't know anyone. I, I have one person that it's possible you know of. There is. Is it Pat? Her. I know Pat. You'd hate her. You I do hate Pat. Never talk to her. Her name is Brittany Gebka. Got nothing. And she like ran some website about Greek culture that got like shut down by the school and she almost got expelled or something. Mm. And it was like a huge dramatic thing. Although, are we the same year? We are the same year, right? What year did you graduate from high school? 2004. I'm 03. No, 2000. Yeah, 2004. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 03. Okay. Um, close enough. So very All right. Close. Well, that was my best shot. Yeah. She is uh, the worst. Okay, let me think. Who do I know who went to Hendricks College? <laughs> yeah, there were like 1,200 of us, yeah. though. What a bizarre choice. Don't let your kids make decisions for themselves when they're 18. They don't fucking know anything. That's, I, I, honestly, though, who are you advising? That's like societal advice. Boy, is it a bad idea to be like, time to choose your career path. You're 18 and the possibly as dumb as you'll ever be. The whole thing is complete <laughs> garbage. I mean, I'm glad I, I don't know. I, it was an inch. I, I never would have spent significant time in the South if I hadn't gone there, I guess. Um, and that was cool. And yeah, but well, well, how random my parents were just like, thank you for costing us less money. That'll play. Uh, how many people were, how many people went to your high school? What was, that was like your class size. Do you even remember? I, I have no idea. I'd have to Google it off the top of my head. I want to say like, 500 but i don't know if that's okay and what would you say your your school was uh are are you googling it right now i am googling it right now is that rude it's so rude you got a you got a handsome telegenic podcast host right in front of you and listener she is just looking straight down at her phone trying to figure this information out I think there are some people that would know off the top of their head how many were in their graduating class, and apparently I'm not one of them. 18 for me. Are you kidding? It was a small school. But like, it's not impressive to know if it's a, a number that's so knowable. I don't think I had a class with 18 people. Were you all in the same class every day? One-room schoolhouse. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, is that a joke? That's okay, a joke. Yeah, it was a joke. Yeah. Got it. We had a real high school. I'm right there. Uh, they don't have it anymore, though. Now they have to go to another school. Okay, so enrollment is 2,360. So I was really close. So, yeah, that's, a, that's about And, and again, it yeah. may be slightly larger now than it was then. So maybe you were exactly yeah. right. Um, what would you say your high school was known for? Were you just like, were you fancy school? Were you poor school compared to your neighbors? Were you good at some sport or some art or some music or something? I think that's the bummer of the Western suburbs of Chicago, especially like where I was. Like they were all kind of the same. Didn't land like, anything. Just a bunch of, we're all doing And there fun. are also four Glenbards. Like we were Glenbard West, but there's Glenbard North and South and East. So like that made us extra indistinguishable, I think. I definitely know them, know Glenbard just as like when you'd see the uh, football or basketball playoffs, there'd always be. There's a couple a Glenbards here. I don't even know right. which ones, right. but like this year, oh, South and North are good at basketball and East and West yeah. are good at football. And next year it all flips. And and I feel like it's cycled like what, you know, like I'm sure when I was there, there was some sport or whatever that was particularly strong. But by the time my brother was there eight years later, like it was something different. Like there wasn't even any even like continuing like, ah, yes, we're always amazing at X. Like, no. But yeah, you, you, you were putting so many people into the system. There's going to be a baseline of how good you are, but you're not so elite that people are going to self-select to get into your school. Yes. So right. you're just always going to be good, but like you can never like you're good at everything, but there's yeah. never going to be any sort of this is yeah, just have, like, our thing. West Texas football dynasty situations going on. Really a shame. It seems like everything works out great for the people who pursue that. I went to college with a girl who was from Abilene, Texas, and that was pretty wild being in her hometown and seeing like. This like pretty, I mean, like the town. Anyway, it was a little bit of a bummer. And then the like football stadium was the most beautiful football stadium I've ever seen in my entire life, and it was like unreal. And they like recruit yeah. people from around the state. It was it was wild. Why do why, uh, Abilene, Texas, is like obviously good at stuff like this? Is there a reason that sticks out in my head so much? I don't know. I don't. I, I, I you said Abilene. I was like, oh yeah, that's the, and I, I can't actually place it. I don't know. Listeners, uh, let us know why we, or at least I yeah, right. will. Have Someone, right in. Call in. Right in. I will. I, I'm, I'm turning my phone on right now. Uh, I will. Uh, I, I'll actually, I'll send a thing out to the Venmo subscribers who uh, just shoot me $100 whenever they got some extra money. I'll let them know right now. They can call in. They'll be on the podcast. If you haven't done it yet, this is a good chance to get involved in for the next episode. Uh, what would you say was like the the big scandal at your high school when you were there there's got to be something i cannot stress to you enough how much i'm going to disappoint you in this segment like every question you ask i feel like i'm not no i don't think there was one it was like a lot of the like little stuff that high school students care about for a minute but there was no like big not that i can remember anyway we went to school with the guy who invented rx bars which is not a scandal but is now they're everywhere, and he was a tool. Tell me more about him. Peter Rahal. Um, so our my group of friends that like are still in touch and still text and see each other when we're home for the holidays and stuff. Um, we like keep track of this because it's funny to us. Uh, he his dad. I'm I'm like really trying to remember now. His dad or his uncle or somebody was like a famous race car driver, and his family just Dale like, Earnhardt. Maybe tons, it was Dale Earnhardt. Maybe. Um, and his family has like tons and tons of money. And so like. When Dale Earnhardt had a lot of money. 
I believe it. When you read stuff about these RX bars, it's always, it's the same story. It always is. It's like they started in their mom's garage and you're like, their, their parents are like millionaires. Like maybe he lived at home, but like, this is not, this is not that kind of story. I hate you and this country. Um, yeah, he was just like, I don't know. He's kind of a sleazy guy and now he's made millions and millions of dollars and we can not be very happy for him about it. You ever have an RX bar? You, you avoid them out I have. of spite. Oh, you, you no, have had them. I had, I had totally had them before I found Oh, them. you had them be, oh, before you knew. Wow. Before I knew. Mm-hmm. Would you, does you have an unbiased opinion? What'd you think? It was fine. I mean, none of those are good. I was going to say all like, those things are the same. Food. I don't know why anyone wants to get any of them get to go to the front of the line. Everything yeah. like that is like, yeah, it doesn't taste very good, but I assume I got some protein. So let's right, fucking go. But that's the entire point. Well, because what they did is they just did a good job with the marketing. They were like, there's not extra stuff in here. We told you by putting the simplistic packaging. Do you win. think you should get to call something an RX bar? Because that means prescription. This is not a prescription. Yeah, it actually is a really fucked up name. It's like that, that, like, oh, how about, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. You're hey, maybe mind. we could take this guy down. Would you like to do a 10-part serial-style podcast about how RX bars are bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not do it. It sounds boring. Uh, Okay. So, yeah, no scandal for you. Not that I can remember. Did you have a scandal in your tiny, tiny, tiny high school? This segment isn't about me. Mm. Uh, Yes. Deep scandal. Oh, it 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 was salacious. Everyone was involved. We were all in on it. <laughs> it was a murder. There's a Netflix There's series a murder. later this year. Yeah. The Tiger King was there. He was being mean <laughs> to people. <laughs> That's not true. I've never met the Tiger King. Uh, I, let's just... I would say this uh, high school segment, Big Dud. I had a couple... Final questions, but I, this, this isn't interesting enough, is it? I mean, I kind of want to know what your questions are, but we don't have to. Well, the worst ones are left. Uh, how were, how would you say you were different in high school than you are now? You're right. That is not boring. Different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because I don't have a good answer. No, I was just worse. Aren't weren't we? I hope we all were just worse. Like. I well, what does worse mean? I was more insufferable. I, I oh my god, I was... about what people thought. Um, I found a journal once. I didn't. I'm not a journal person, but like period. Can you hold it up to the camera open so I can? No, read it? no, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> uh, I I would periodically convince myself like I'm supposed to have a journal because like especially I feel like girls that read a lot everyone always has a fucking journal. It was like I was supposed to want to do this. So like every two years I would try to have a journal. Anyway, Starting my when? Mom, junior high. Okay. Um. My mom boxed up a bunch of my shit when I, Pat, let's see, Pat and I had just moved to Chicago, moved in together in Chicago. So this must've been like one to two years out of law school. And she like dropped it off and she's like, here, I found all these things. And in it was one of my high school journals. And I, I don't know that I've had a more excruciating experience. 
So you you opened it up and just read the whole thing. I was reading it and I was Boy, like, that's a tough ask yourself. I was like, this can never happen yeah. again. You like, got I it. You can't... got it. You, you, no chance you just throw that away? I did. It, no, it's destroyed. It's, it's just, okay, now. so it's at least gone now. Yeah. Did you read the whole thing first? Though? I couldn't. I tried that's, to. I think it's good you didn't put yourself through that. That's too much to ask. Johnny, if I made it a quarter of the way, I don't think I even did. Good for it you. was. Good choice. Unbearable. Like, I thought I knew that I was the worst, but it turns out that it was, no. I think that it, I, my hope is that it was all of us when we were young. Um, it was me, And that that's sure. just teenagers. But I was like, it almost felt like an invasion of my horrible former self's privacy. Like, to judge her that harshly. <laughs> like, she's just a child. She wasn't necessarily stating all these things publicly. There was some part of her that knew to commit this to paper. Maybe we should respect that and not, like, have anyone else actually have this enter their brain. It was just, like... Like the naked insecurity, like it was. Insecurity is the issue. Wow, we have different problems with our. What was your problem? Exact opposite. Are you kidding? I guess that's not surprising. That's like I guess that's boys and girls male, in female. America. Exactly. Here yeah. you are. Yes. I'm, yeah, well, like was, well, why why was it so harmful to you now to read how you, you didn't you didn't appreciate how insecure you were at that time? Oh my god. I guess, like, because, you know, it's a slow process of moving on from that. So, you don't, like, the stark contrast between who you were then and who you are now is a little harder. Um, there was, like, the thing that sticks out in my mind is, like, there was, I can't believe I'm saying this and people are going to listen to it. Um, there was one part where I, like, listed, I should stop. Um, I listed, like, all of the compliments I'd received from, like, boys I was friends with that like I don't know day week month I don't know I don't know how when they were from but they were just listed there was no context no no like nothing said before nothing said after just like Derek said this so-and-so said this and like it made me want to die reading that as an adult that I can't like that I cared enough to write that down it's a bummer Johnny How'd you get out of this? How'd you escape this? Escape is, is, what? Is it, the like, journal? No, like, like feeling like, like obviously this is some sort of like desperately seeking validation from boys who don't even care about you thing. Is this just, is this just time you get through this or like, how do you, how do you, I, you stop know, honestly, thinking that way? I don't think it was, I don't my from my memory of it was like not so much seeking validation so much as like, very delighted to find that this was happening to like, me. Actually, like, I'm better than I thought. <laughs> right, like, like, I'm not seeking validation. I just have it because I'm so yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I was boys seeking it, said, right? like, but it was just yeah. like, uh, but again, it's just like there's something just horrible about how, that the fact that I cared about that enough to write it down. And if I, I, if I remembered what the compliments were, I probably still wouldn't say them on this podcast, but I, I'm sure they were like, even that was embarrassing. Like, man being a young girl is a time i think being i think this is a, a, is a pretty time. common experience though for 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 women of that age right i mean don't you think most women go through a period like this yeah probably i suppose and i have two daughters so now i have to go get myself do you but... ever do you ever talk to anyone about this um, when I read it, I immediately texted my friends from high school and was like, that's oh great. God, that's I... really good. 
<laughs> and one of them in particular, um, I'm so I was actually friends with they're married now, but I was I was primarily friends with the husband. Uh, now I'm much better friends with his wife because I suppose that's how yeah, things happen. Um, yeah. but he came out really well in the journal. Like he came out as the only He gave good compliments. No, not good compliments. Like he <laughs> I feel like he like was a little above some of this bullshit that was going on. And I was like, Good job, Abby. Gary doesn't suck. And he didn't suck when he was fifteen. So that's pretty good. Yes. So I told Pat about it. I texted some of my friends from high school and then I disposed of the journal because no. I think it's remarkably impressive that you dispose of the journal. Would you have kept it? I would never be able to get rid of it. Somebody else might have found it. You might have had to read it again. Did it, did it have a lock on it or anything like that? No. Or was it just a notebook? And that, that's surprising. No. I feel like that's like, it honestly should have, right? Who is going to fucking read it? Like, the part that I didn't talk about was that like 50% of it was me just talking about how much I hated my parents, like my stepdad and my mom, and I would have been fine with them finding it. So, and what my <laughs> sister was going to find it. I don't give a shit on, like, what she sofa. thinks. <laughs> like, like uh oh, did, did you see that you, how much you suck? That's terrible. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like I'm an, I'm the oldest child. Like I fully didn't give a shit what my little sister thought. Sure. So there was no one in my house that was going to find it and that that was going to bother me. Uh, did you limit this? sort of thinking to high school or do you have like more journals you haven't found yet from your days I think the last time I journaled in college although when um do you remember live journal did you have a live oh. journal <laughs> I, I I wasn't necessarily I, I didn't have a live journal I was familiar with it I read certain things but boy like yeah I mean honestly like next steps of what you're talking about like, it's one thing to do it now, but like, you know it would be really good. What if that boy could see that I said this? Or what if that girl could see that? Actually, yeah. I did notice when I'm not sure if she looked at me and thought my sneakers were cool or if she was trying to see the hot guy behind me. Uh, it'd be really great if like maybe she'll see it and have no choice but to send me a real Isn't message. Isn't it horrifying to think that children right now have just unbridled access to social media? Like, their lives are so much worse anyway. I'd, is it definitely worse? Yes. I feel like I shouldn't say what I think. I feel like now there's more directness and maybe that's better. You just get it out there mm. instead of like, although they probably don't even do that. They probably just do exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. except I was going to say, it, I, so it's worse. Yeah. I was going to say, right. I yeah, think, I think it is like timeless. That behavior is in the age group and they just have more of a medium. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's on it all the time. So they can't fucking help themselves because they're like doing Snapchat and whatever else. Probably like TikTok. I don't there's probably like a thing beyond TikTok that I don't know about yet that the teenagers are doing. That's you're in a real sweet spot there where you don't have to learn about TikTok because it'll be over by the time whatever yeah. matters to you is there. Now yes. you're in a sour spot i don't know what the opposite of a sweet spot is tiktok's bad they don't get better i'm right exactly <laughs> yeah, like, your kids like it's not gonna it's be not better improving. than improving yeah. exactly <laughs> this is this got really serious johnny like sorry the horrors of modern parenting i tried to skip the last two extremely boring questions well, I brought up you, live you ate, but you fixed it they're not boring anymore i brought up live journal because i found out i distinctly remember this i was in my office at prairie state so this would have been like after 2011 like 2012 at the earliest and i don't Literally know how true. 
I found out, but that like the live journal arc, like that it was still on the internet for some reason it occurred to me. And so I texted my childhood best friend and I was like, can you fucking believe that live journal still out there? I have to figure out my password to delete this. I didn't post a lot, but whatever I posted, I, it can't be on the internet. Do you think it was identifiable to you if somebody wanted to find it? I mean, I don't, I, again, like the person that I don't want to find it is me. I, I don't think anyone ever <laughs> cares. I don't think there's anyone else that cares about this. I just need it not to exist anymore. My friend is a psychopath and she printed, she like, I told her this. And so she went to my live journal and printed all of it. Was that friend in scare quotes? <laughs> yeah. It should be. I think I reacted poorly enough that she got rid of it. Although probably. Did you see her get rid of it? Yeah, I was going to say she probably pretended to get rid of it and still has it. Knowing her, it still exists. Sounds like somebody's house needs to burn down. As long as it's just between like her and God and I never have to see it. Anyway, so that I had a live journal in college, um, but I feel like it was. Yes, it was like. This is the song I'm listening to, which someone can read into but it wasn't terribly direct. And it's all like yellow card. Oh my God. No, not yellow card. What did I listen to in college? A lot of uh, like brand new. Did you listen to brand new? I think my answer was good enough. (laughs) (laughs) I think yellow card is probably slightly late for the time frame you're talking about, but I think I'm right on. Uh, uh, Last question in this interminable segment. Uh, when you think about where you went to school and then like the kindest, like what kind of, like if you think about like that versus the kind of school, maybe you wish you went to or the kind of school you're really glad you didn't go to. How do you think your high school experience shaped you compared to other experiences you might've had? This might be too big a question. No, it's not. It's just that, again, unfortunately, my answer is going to be, like, really boring. Like, I I can't stress enough. Like, high school was really great. I had a lot of fun. I think it... Well, you're writing a lot about boys saying you got good haircuts or something. Oh, yeah. I mean... But maybe maybe that's as good as it could have gone. I was going to say that's just, like, the bullshit of being a 15-year-old girl, I think. But, like... No, I think I got really lucky. I think I had, like, really good friends. And I think that prior to that junior high I had some friends but I like really really shy and didn't really want to spend time with other people all that much and like stayed out of all of that and like read books (laughs) and in high school I just got really lucky and I met some people that sort of just like pulled me into their like wonderful weird group they were banned kids like when I say they were nerdy like they weren't allowed to come into the school (laughs) jokes Um, yeah, I get, I get you. Um, yeah, no, it was really good. I remember when Pat and I started dating. We both really loved high school, and we talked to like that was yeah, we talked about that. And then I remember how do you think dads. most people would reply to that? I met my future husband, and our first topic of conversation. No, 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 was, no. it wasn't we our both first. Loved time. high school. It wasn't our first topic of conversation. You might get firebombed tonight. That is that is a rough <laughs> road to go down. Pat, Pat and I, our whole thing was very weird, and I feel like we just spent like hours and hours and hours on Gchat talking to each other about everything. And so high school is one of many topics. But then I remember meeting Caitlin Luther and Babs Myers, and they went to IMSA too with Pat, and both of them 
I don't know if hate, hated, I don't want to misrepresent their feelings about high school, but they were much more negative than Pat was. And I was so surprised because I was like, I thought IMSA was, like, was like this wonderland. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's so amazing. Like, and they were like, fuck high school, which is, I think the normal response to high school. I don't know. I think I expected to hate high school and I loved high school. And so I was lucky. And that makes for a boring podcast. I think it's great that you happy kids found each other and you get to have such a happy life. Now, I want to know about your high school experience. You're not going to tell me, and that's fine. Yep, that's, Maybe next time. You got time. that right. Uh, time for our next segment. I'm ready. This segment's called... This segment is called Pat's Mystery Box. Sounds uh, fine. Nothing horrifying about that. Yeah. Let's discuss. This is a new segment. I think... Now, let me tell you. I, have tried, I don't know why you are the beneficiary of all these new high-concept segments <laughs> I want to run out. We'll see. I wonder if, like, it's probably not both. Which of, what was your high school experience like? And Pat's mystery box will have staying power. <laughs> We're going to find out now. I think it, after this podcast, you're going to retire both of them. Agree. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe this is going to be a home run. So I, I will give you credit. This is largely your idea. Yes. Uh, the concept here is I have asked Pat to send me an email with three attachments, and each one is a conversation topic, probably like just talk about this movie or TV show or album or something, but it could be anything. And I, I said one to three, and then... Uh, you don't know them. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And then I don't know them either because, like I said, Pat emailed them to me shortly before we recorded. They're in attachments, so there's I couldn't see it by accident. I did not open the email. I don't know them. And so I'm going to open it and just read what Pat says live on air, and then we'll discuss it. Before you do that, I should tell you a very fundamental thing about me is that I often think I have, like, a really good idea. Like family movie night i have the perfect movie or like a game like i know the game that everyone's gonna love and i would say four out of five times it's a fucking disaster why do you think that is i don't i i whatever it is is probably not good but i'm just telling you when i thought of this i was like this is perfect pat knows johnny pat knows me he'll come up with something for us to like argue about and it'll be so much fun and if this flops, I can guarantee you it's 100% on me because I have bad ideas but think they're good. I don't, I'm not going to go all the way with you. It's possible Pat just has bad suggestions. The okay, only person yeah, sure, above reproacher is me. I can't fail. <laughs> you are an innocent bystander in this train wreck of garbage. Although I think I can fail because I was thinking about, like, you suggested this and I was like, it's a great idea. And I thought about why is this such a good idea? And I realized. That normally, like on my end, the main hook of the show is I know all the topics and the guest doesn't. And I get to think about them in advance and have like good ideas. And so I seem way smarter than the guest. Hopefully. (laughs) Boy, if I don't seem smarter than the guest, I am dumb. But ideally, I sound smarter than the guest. And this will be the, the equalizer. And see, my thought was that I just like having heated arguments with people about media for no reason. Not like, no, no, no. Can you, 
you that's so weird. You feel that way and you like being around Pat? <laughs> yeah. Good so, fucking work that's... finding each other. That was fucking smart of both of you. We did great. And this I can't is my handle problem. it. I get into it with Pat and I just get mad. Time... I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I sometimes worry that on a long enough time frame, we're not going to have any friends. But that's a whole separate thing. You don't need any friends. You got each other. Right. We're just going to have like intense. What, what was the last one? The fucking tenant. We talked about that for like four hours. He loves the tenant. I think it's garbage. Uh-oh. On I love the on. tenant. That might be in this email. That seems it's like an easy one. It should have been. That's, that's not. That's that's stop right there. Okay, that's that our backup. Like if, if, if the I email mean, doesn't work for us, Pat it's knows the that I love fucking tenant, and he knows you hate it. That was he's, my thought. I was like, he knows what I what I love yeah. and what I hate, and he knows what Johnny loves and what Johnny hates, and so he has to be able to match them. I think in Pat's defense, it was like to just do that on the fly. It's hard to like remember and match it up. So we'll see what he came up with. Okay. I, I like it because like I don't feel personally about any of this shit. Which I guess again, see arguing with that. I'm going to open attachment number okay, one. I'm ready. <laughs> Jen loves West Wing and considers it a comedy. I'll <laughs> let you go first. Are you are you triggered? Are you okay? <laughs> it's that's so funny because I was thinking about how you were like very how you reacted to me saying that I don't like comedies and so like, you need more context for this we have to discuss this for the listener oh shit Pat recorded a podcast with me and he made a throwaway comment about me not liking comedy and Johnny listened to the podcast and he was like what <laughs> I mean you can expound like is there more to that reaction that's not uh, like a fathomable thing immediately reminded me of when I was like 13 and my, my grandma Ingalls, my mom's mom, told me that she didn't like music. <laughs> Which I love because I think that's fundamentally like in my soul. Yes, I am a grandmother. Um, yes, it was a slight overstatement. Like I, there are some comedic things I enjoy, but I just like recognize that my sense of appreciation for comedy is like extraordinarily underdeveloped. And I will not defend this. I'm not going to say comedy is bad. I just don't enjoy a lot of it. And I distinctly remember when Pat and I started dating, we were talking about comedies and I said that I liked the, like I gave the West Wing as an example and he could not get over it because he was like, that is not a comedy. What is wrong with you? Also very unfortunately as an adult, I mean, I suppose I was an adult in college when I watched the West Wing, but like the West Wing's not actually good. But I did really love it at the time. Okay. This is disappointing because I was really excited to turn the tables and say, let's ignore everything about it being a comedy and instead talk about how it ruined a generation of moderate liberal thinkers who all worked for the Obama administration and thought they were going to do that. And look at the fucking country you made, you idiots. You ruined everything. Yeah. I wonder if, if, if Aaron Sorkin hadn't gone on to make additional, worse, more obnoxious thing like like newsroom, I don't know. Like if I if I could just like freeze my experience with West Wing and then never have to interact with Aaron Sorkin or any commentary on his work after that point, would I still like somehow love it and not have realized that it's garbage? And I don't know. I think I would hope. But... It is unknowable. You can't, you can't evaluate. Yeah. You'll never know he's, that version of yourself. The worst is the thing. So like, I, I like, 
I really liked West Wing. I don't think I could go back and watch West Wing. My friend had a baby and she wanted to watch West Wing on maternity leave and she borrowed my DVDs and I was like, they are yours now. Why <laughs> would you watch that? Um, like, thank you, West Wing, for bringing me entertainment at that time. Much like my journal, I can't, I don't think I can revisit you. But I think I did try to make Pat watch it. I think, I think we did watch it. And we was what early. an insane twist at the end! You had established your credentials so well. I know. That's not I actually like you. Honest Wing. with you. And I had to be like, honest. Oh, by with the you. way, <laughs> I tried to make Pat watch it. That's yeah, rough. right. So I'm right. It was like. So you're a liar. Of, no, I, I wouldn't do that now. But to a year of law oh, school, oh, I was, during law. Okay, I thought you were talking law school. Okay, no, 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 no. That's that's much closer to like the to okay. a year of law school. And actually, like Pat and I now will argue about whatever. But like, think about two L year law school, Pat. We had just started dating. He probably was a little bit shy about being like, this is garbage. Oh, Especially if you were just dating, he doesn't want to be like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm a genius, is... you're a moron. Exactly. Like and I don't want to be too gendered about it, but like, I'm sorry, I'm, I guess I'm going to be uh, a thing that I've noticed about men when they start dating women. Well, in, I guess not since law school, but whatever. In my, in my dating experience, which limited to what it was, um, men start dating a, a woman and they're like, let me show you all the things I love. That's like a big male instinct. Yep. They're like, you must be introduced to my things. And so when Pat and I started dating, he, he did that. And I think I was like, if I'm going to watch all your stuff, like, and you haven't seen the West wing, we're going to watch the West wing. And I don't think we made it very far, uh, because I think he gently was like, this is trash. Um, but I think now, if I tried to make watch the West Wing, he wouldn't be very gentle about it, Johnny. I mean, I wouldn't watch the West Wing now either. But I, I agree. I wouldn't expect good results. There. Although, did you watch the West Wing? I when I when it was on, I, my parents loved it. My parents and loved I it. I watched it. And then when I was, it was during law school, so it might be around the same time. I had uh, I was a uh, avid. Uh, not collector, but I tried to get a lot of DVDs, and eventually I realized I could get DVDs like everything was super cheap at big lots, and they always had crazy. Like you'd never know. Like I used to go in there, and you'd find like Truffaut movies for three dollars, and it was super cool. And then one time I went in there, and they had Seasons of the West Wing for like eight dollars each, and so it, it was a few years old, but pretty recent. And like I was like I, I remember watching this when I was. A kid, and then in high school, whatever years we've been like, like late late nineties, early two thousands. I'm thinking, uh, it, it may be later than that, but I remember my parents liked it. I, I would it was watch on it when we were in high school. Yeah, I definitely in high school at the very least. Yeah, um, as these would be the early seasons, and I grabbed one or two, and it's it was just like throw up in your mouth, like so embarrassing, and again and. That was then. That like, that nothing has aged worse. Like a dead person who they put in the fire machine and got rid of their corpse <laughs> has aged better than the West Wing. And maybe here is the argument or like your judgment. I'm not sure. Uh, topically, yes. Um, but I am positive that the West Wing is still the exact speed of comedy for me okay next uh topic 
And Fat's argument has always been like, it's not a comedy. There's nothing about it that's comedy. I, what are you talking about? And I mean, like, I think they I bring would, that blonde lady Republican in and she says something that's not very smart. And everybody's like, we're much smarter yes. than her. That's yes. a good joke, right? But I in in like I was 100 percent genuine when I was like, I like some comedies. I like the West Wing. Could you so. think of a second example of a comedy I like now or then? Then. No. I mean, so, I'll, so I can West try. I'll try to think a cover. about it. It was just like, I can't say no comedies. What's a yeah. show I've ever laughed at? I think they right. said something funny on right. West Wing once. I'll say that. Right. Like, what's a show that is not 100% serious all of the time? But I think West Wing is taking itself 100% seriously all of the time. They just think it's funny to be, like, dunking on. I Like, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, like, impotent rage as humor. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, it's embarrassing objectively. I'm glad you could be here for this. You want you want give me a comedy now? Um, I enjoyed Parks and Recreation with my brother. We watched that together. Um, I enjoyed Ted Lasso. Is that a pure comedy or is that also a drama situation? I, I haven't seen Ted Lasso. Yeah. Okay. Bing. Just want to take a quick break and say I am a true gentleman. Bing. Um, we watched The Good Place until I couldn't take it anymore. We watched... <laughs> I watched uh, The Good Place until I couldn't take it anymore. One episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see, I think that's fair. I, I liked Parks and Rec very much when it was on. I don't think it has aged especially well. I don't really revisit it. And I, I think see, that I The think... Good Place took on all the, the wrong lessons and didn't work for me at all. Man, that's a lot of my thing with... with my lack of appreciation for comedy at, at, at my current stage. Like I can watch a thing, but it's un, it's kind of unfathomable to me to like revisit it. I did try to, the one you guys all love the banana stand. Arrested development. Arrested development. That was one of the, the, the treasures that Pat showed me when we started dating. Um, and like, it was, you're going to hate me so much. My recollection was like, it was fine. I can't imagine ever. It was like, fine. Yeah. It's it was so like, good. Like I didn't, I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, oh, this sucks. Turn it off. But like, there was no part of me that was like, I want to keep watching. This is important to me or fun. Um, I just, there's, it's, there's something wrong with me. Exactly. That should be an example. You should listen to yourself. This is not a genre for you. Yeah, I think most of the time it's not. Uh, what is the other one that everyone loves with Daniel Levy? We watched that. Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek. I haven't seen that. Gina really I, likes it. I found it to be quite overrated. I, I watched the first couple and it didn't suck me in enough that I continued to watch it, but I, I assume it is good. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, like, there are things that it, like, I I respect what it did, especially by the end, and I'm glad it existed, and I'm glad people enjoyed it. But, like, you, you're glad it exists for other people. But I just don't, I mean, well, nice I'm not, a, as we've established, I don't know anything about comedy, but like it didn't, it wasn't that funny most of the time. So do you consume comedy anywhere? Do you listen to funny podcasts? I like stand up comedy. You like stand up comedy? Do you like stand up comedy in 2022? Is there good? This is an honest I mean, question. Is there stand up comedy yeah, that you like in 2022? Probably not. Like, like I, I guess I you like, can. I'm trying to think of the last stand-up comedy special I liked. It was like Nanette. Uh, Nanette's incredible. 
you can get really excited about uh, John Mulaney shouting that he's not going to knock up Olivia Munn. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. I watched that one everyone loved, Inside, Bo Burnham. Uh, That doesn't work for me. Yeah, I'm out on that. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, that's a zero for me. Why were people so obsessed, Johnny? Uh, And again, this is... This is like this is where you and I should say that we're on dangerous ground because I think this is a popular thing. It among... is beloved. I, I, I have, your sister's younger than you, right? Yeah, I don't know if she's seen it. Yeah, I've never talked about it with but, her. Well, but okay, yeah, she's younger baby than me. Brother, he's he's eight years younger than me. I we talk. I feel a certain sense of responsibility or something. I like. I'm not trying to shit on what he likes. Basically, like he loved it he thought it was like 10 out of 10 art and we had a very long conversation about it bing and then jen and i had a very unnecessarily long conversation about that and another show you don't want to hear that stuff let's skip ahead bing i think it's time if you're ready for uh entree two into Pat's mystery box. Are you ready for this? Important question. Do we get to like reject it if we hate it? Or do oh, we have there are three. Oh, that. Okay. You know what? That should always be part of it. There's three. You can je- you, We can reject one, okay. but we can't hear the next ones before deciding. Okay. Okay. So like, you, so we we did the first one already. So we can reject this, or we can reject the next then one, but you don't get to three. know. I like that. I, I think gamifying this makes us a better chance at a recurring segment. The high school thing's out. That lost. You should have just picked someone other than me. I got one guest tonight. We got to do a good job. Here okay. is Pat's Mystery Box Segment 2. Jen, I don't know why these are all so accusatory towards you. Maybe yeah, the, right, thir- just maybe the third one is like, topic. Johnny be- is dumb in this way, but Right, just be like, discuss the West Wing. Don't be like Jen and Barry. That's, that's true, too. It gives me a little head start, which is unfair. Yeah. Also, me stalling like this. I got so much time to think of good fucking jokes coming up. I don't think that's going to help you that much. Oh, you just wait. Jen thinks pasta is pretty much categorically bad. <laughs> that's true. Uh, counterpoint, <laughs> SpaghettiOs. Oh, they're the worst ones. Spaghetti was obvious trash. That was a joke, yeah. Uh, okay. But, but pasta, categorically bad, is absurd. I'm not into it, which is weird it, because I love bread. You love bread and you love not eating meat. And you want to eat bread and not eat meat. I know a pretty good way to do it. It's called pasta. Yeah. I don't know what my damage is with pasta, but I think it's not tasty. I think part of it is that we cook pasta until it is dead and then drown it in sauce. But I did is a Is this an anti-sauce take? It's an anti over His eyes got huge when he said yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to drown my pasta marinara sauce. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think I, I just don't like pasta. There's a lot of options. And it seems like it doesn't really matter what sauce option you're going for. And it's like confused. Like, my sister loves pasta, just like loves it. And every single time I'm like confused by it. She's like, oh, this is so good. And I'm like, what about it? It's so good. Do you like pasta, Johnny? I like pasta a lot. <laughs> Pat agrees. He thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, he does. This has come up a lot. What about, like, brown butter stuff? How, how could you not like that? Some, I mean, like, I can... 
some pasta is better than others. I'm like, I'm not. Some I've girls are bigger than others. Any. Morrissey yeah. taught us that. I'm not saying I've never enjoyed any pasta I've ever had, but just like, yeah, I just don't like it very much. I guess. Are you excited for when I edit the podcast and I take your vocals down right there so that everyone can clearly hear my Morrissey joke? You can make it again if you want to get the clear audio. It's okay with me. I don't. I, I can just. I can just cut you out. It's fine. That's fine. Oh, that's right, because that's how podcasts work. You yeah. got the like individual. Do you think it was good enough to justify? What do you, What do you like better, that joke or pasta? That joke. Okay. What do you like better, that joke or the West Wing? Now, in at present time. Oh, that joke. No, wait, but. is that joke a comedy to you? <laughs> <laughs> do you like comedy now that you know that joke exists right you've, you've changed me you've shown me the light <laughs> you have changed me here's my thing about comedy johnny this is what i don't understand about people that like comedy what keeps you watching what are you interested like i like i'll watch an episode of a comedy and i'll be like that was funny and i have no like there's nothing that's like and i need to see the next episode Cause I don't, cause none of these people are real. It's all exaggerated. Nothing feels like I'm not like, there's nothing drawing me in. I think it's what happens with comedy. I'll, I'll be like, I laughed at that joke and I don't care. Do you anymore. think the people on dramas are real? Not that they're real, but like, I want to know what happens. I can see that. I can see uh, the general perspective of comedy as more ephemeral and in the moment enjoyment rather than encouraging you to go down the line and follow it. Uh, if anything, I have found that in recent years, my tastes have shifted to the point that I care less and less like Parks and Rec has like, I guess you could get into the, get excited about the pit, but, uh, and, and that storyline who could care? But really, like it's 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 romantic storylines. It's like I want to see what happens with yeah. April and Andy, or I want to see what happens with Amy Poehler and the Ice Clown, uh, and, and and stuff like that. And I find myself caring less and less about that. Uh, we're not gonna. I don't need to hear. I assume you've. Either never seen or seen one second of and despised, I think you should leave. I don't even know what that is. Okay, was. good. That's your, don't watch it, ever. It's my favorite thing in the world. I was about to ask you, what, like, like, what are your like top right now, it holds up, it's so good, watch it comedy. I think that- Not for me, but what you also true, I think, I think this is to its credit, comedy holds up less- it is more in the moment. Yeah, I think that's true. And But I think that is why when I watch something that's new and exciting, I can always connect with it right away. And even if I don't like it down the road. like There was a time when I would say that uh, Mr. Show was my favorite show of all time. And now I would estimate 75% of it I don't care to watch in 2021. Mm -hmm. And that show came out in the late 90s, and I, I think the last season might be 2000, 2001. And it, it, it just it isn't there for me anymore in the same way be, because it's so responsive to the current moment. And mm. they're talking about things I, they, like they don't know the world that I live in. They know a different world. And I can kind of remember that, but I didn't even especially know that one. I, uh, my favorite shows in the last year or so are all comedies. 
and they're mostly comedies that do not have uh, important storylines that carry from episode to episode. I love I Think You Should Leave. I love How To With John Wilson. And I love Joe Parra Talks With You. Uh, I I don't know. I might be missing something. I think those three shows are comfortably my favorite things. And, and well, and then the movie Licorice Pizza, which I think has a lot in common with these things. Uh, have, you haven't really seen Licorice see Pizza, no, right? Not yet. Mm. Uh, you're not gonna like it. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> but it's got that baby Heim girl in it. So, what do you think of the Heim girl? I, well, I don't know about her specifically. I like Heim. I don't know if that's okay, okay. like well, basic then, or what. Let me tell you. You know who hates the lady from Heim? Gina. Really? Gina was like, that fucking Heim girl was in it. I'm, this movie's going to fucking suck. Really? And, and then we, we watched. We hate the Heim girl? Uh, I like the Heim girl. And, well, I was, I was fine with the Heim girl. I liked the band okay. Uh, but then we saw the movie and Gina was skeptical going in. I shouldn't build it up too much. But it's amazing. I think it's so good. But you're again, it's it's very funny, which could be problematic. We're for gonna certain, have to have a follow up podcast to talk on. about licorice pizza. I'm positive I'll have strong feelings about it. I don't want to spoil anything, but hey, we're half into an episode no one's gonna listen to. You might need to get in line if you want a licorice pizza podcast coming up. Oh so. shit. Uh you're gonna do like a compilation, just you discussing licorice pizza with <laughs> different people. But I, 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 I should not have even invoked licorice pizza here, even though. But the, the, what you've brought up is interesting to me because I do a little bit wonder whether part of what is breaking my brain when I watch some of these comedies is that they are trying to a little bit be both, and they're not at all. Like you can't give a shit about the romantic plot lines in a comedy because they don't make sense and they're not the point. And they're so usually like, poorly done. And they're usually poorly done. Mm-hmm. So, like, would I do better with something that's just not even bothering? Yeah. Uh, Joe Parra does have some serialization, but John Wilson, basically none. And I think you should leave really none. Now, I think you should leave is not going to work for you. But I think How To With John Wilson on HBO Max should work for most people who want to see horror and terror and beauty simultaneously in the world in a way that makes them laugh. Does that sound good to you? Sounds very confusing to me and nothing about horror and terror sounds good to me at all. I don't like, I don't mean, I I mean like the horror of the mundanity of everyday life. It's never actually scary. Right, but it's also like the scariest thing you've ever seen because it's, it's, it holds up a mirror to society, Jen. I see. I feel like I get down with that. I don't know. I've literally never heard of any of the things you've mentioned. I'm going to have to like listen to this podcast and write them down. How to with John Wilson. That's all you need right there. Okay. Ignore everything else I said. It's on HBO Max. Uh, there's two seasons. Uh, the second one just wrapped up at either the end of last year or the beginning of this year. And if you don't like it, don't tell me because I won't be able to handle it. I'm just, I've, this whole time I've been trying to think of things that are even remotely funny that I've enjoyed. Uh, have you ever listened to a podcast called Sauce Talk? Hilarious. Hell yeah. I watched uh, the, the Sex Lives of College Girls, which is not great, but it was sort of funny. Uh, Gina watched that and liked it. I haven't watched it, but it generally sounded like it was pretty good. 
You watch any of that? Oh, go ahead. No, no. I I feel like it was it was more about being funny than about being serious, and I enjoyed it. You watch any of that Sex in the City reboot? It is so bad. Yeah, I watched the first episode. Did you watch the original Sex in the City, John? I've seen every episode of Sex in the City. Fascinating. I have seen uh, the first movie. I never saw the second movie. It's very bad. It's everybody says it's very bad. I think like a lot of these things, the big dividing line is how much did you love the original? I did not love Sex in the City. I watched Sex in the City, but I'm not emotionally attached to Sex in the City. So I can watch the reboot, think it's terrible, and continue watching it. But I have friends that like Sex in the City is a canon for them, and watching the reboot is like painful because it's fucking yeah. terrible. Are you watching it? Uh, watch I, it? I only watched the first one, but... I have Unreal. Been, I have been uh, reading recaps because I was curious, and I, I think that I don't know. These are not original enough takes to justify talking about. Uh, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> just like that uh, for a group that is. You're who the only this, potential listener who's watching this podcast. This. <laughs> yeah. Watches and just like that, some of their wives do. Uh, do the people who make this show know that people liked these characters once? <laughs> like, doesn't that seem relevant? <laughs> that like uh, people used is... to say, like, I'm a Miranda, and now Miranda's the worst person who ever lived. Shouldn't this is that, what's so fascinating about this show to me. Like, so much time was spent on this. How did they fuck it up this badly? And I, this is like not important to anyone else, but on like a slightly personal level, like I really like the author Samantha Irby. And she's a writer on that show. And I think about that a lot. Like, how were you involved in this, Samantha Irby? Like, what the actual fuck? Bing! And then it happened again. Uh, We talked about Sex in the City and some other stuff for a long time. It was very unnecessary. Skipping ahead. Bing! Well, those are all really good points, Jen. I think it's time... (laughs) Are you Jen? Are you laughing to suggest there is perhaps a giant edit that just happened? I'm not. I'm glad there's we not agree. a second podcast that's below the podcast. It's podcast all the way down. We have time for just one more segment within Pat's mystery box. I'm going to open it now. I'm ready. Jen can't stand. Now this feels very related to one we've already had. Jen can't stand watching Will Ferrell and John C. Riley related. Now I don't know if this is related Pat's opinion or related your opinion or what, but it says related. I love you, man. Greater than, greater than stepbrothers. So let's start with the second. Is that is that your take? Do you think do you like I love you, man, and dislike stepbrothers? I thought stepbrothers was horrible, and I thought I love you, man, was funny and fun. I don't think it was like amazing media, but it was like I enjoyed it. And Step Brothers made me want to claw my skin off. I think I Love You Man is enjoyable, not like amazing. And Step Brothers is pretty amazing. Yeah, see, I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it since I got, I don't know, law school, but I really hated it. Pat showed it to me and I was like, why are you? So did he show this to you as like, here's a good movie? Yeah, it was like, this is really funny. We must watch this. 
I think the first one we watched was Super Troopers, which I did like. And See, that's now, a we are all over the board. I I don't got a lot of use for Super Troopers. It was but, funny. Uh, I haven't watched it again, but no, I yeah, I don't know why. Um, you know, like you know how some people have things that are like a tactile thing that they hate. Like I hate styrofoam. Like the feeling oh, of touching with styrofoam you on makes, that. They get that little makes squeak. me want. Yeah, it's like the worst. That is what Will Ferrell is to me as a person. You ever get that thing where somebody, maybe maybe even with pasta, they're getting some pasta, and then their fork or spoon slides across the plate a little bit? That doesn't bug me. Oh, see, I, I can't handle That is worse than the styrofoam for me. Worse than the styrofoam? They're both Nothing extremely bad, but both of them are just like physical pain, clenching fists, closing eyes. Uh. No, styrofoam is totally separate interesting. from me. That's really I, I thought interesting. It, I thought it would be both or neither, but it did. Yeah, because they're related for you. Yeah. yeah, no, it's the styrofoam alone. My stepdad can't um, touch cotton balls. I, you know, I can. I, I don't have that problem, but I can feel that it's close. When I yeah, get, like, exa- that's exactly how I feel. Like, yeah. It doesn't bug me, but I can see like, that it's a similar I, thing. My, my dad uh, hated cilantro, and I like cilantro, but it's also right there. Like, yeah. I understand where that is. Like I can understand. Is he a, is he a cilantro taste like soap person? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I could, I, I can understand like why someone would. And on, I, I really like blue cheese, and yes, my dad Delicious. absolutely hated it. And like I understand why someone doesn't like it, but like that's what I like about it. I like that. It's almost like it's it's like it's just edge. nudging like the fear part of your brain, but it's so good. <laughs> this, is, this is almost unacceptable, but it's fucking delicious. Yeah. Maybe that's what stepbrothers is too. It's like, oh, I, maybe he put I his should... ball sack on the drums. Oh, I, I mean, to be fair, like, oh God. That, I've come that is a long not my way favorite scene. since law school. So maybe I would feel differently about stepbrothers now. I don't know. At the time, I remember being like, why are you doing this to me? We've talked a lot about uh, the relative merits of comedies and i guess also things that are comedies and i think this is kind of illustrating i don't know maybe is this different than dramas or serious movies but i I feel like in right now in talking about this there's only so far you can really go because i'm like well you know they go to the catalina wine mixer that's very funny to me and i bet you say well that's not very funny to me and then right how do we argue about like you should think it's funny. Well, you shouldn't think it's like, where do we go? Yeah. So how do and you argue that, about I, dramas? How do you like, oh, I thought this performance was good. Well, I think, well, I think John C. Riley did a good performance. Like, what does that, what does that do for us? Yeah. See, I feel like I have a little inside knowledge and Pat didn't do this because he felt like it would be a bad idea, but he told me that you loved the lost daughter and I thought it was only okay. And that's a drama. No comedy there. That is a fucking drama. You're right about that one. I uh, specifically told Pat I did not want to talk about The Lost Daughter. So we don't you. have to. I, I actually threatened him with uh, what I would. I, I, I said, don't put. I, I, you know, that's, 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 let's go to the receipts. I got the receipts. I thought he was protecting me. I thought he was protecting everyone. And instead he was hurting everyone. Here's he what's told, up. He he told me about this days ago that you liked it. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is then. Here's here's our text. I told Pat. I gave him the idea. 
for Pat's mystery box. Now, you'd think Pat would think of his own mystery box. I guess it's nice he's got such good friends thinking mystery boxes for him. And he said, he thought, he said, time's a little tight. I'll try to come up with something. And I said, no worries at all if you don't have time or if you just don't think of anything good. Also, if you write Lost Daughter, I'm going to say you wrote the N word. <laughs> so. And I told him, I was like, this is an idea. Don't do the Lost Daughter. I don't want to talk about it. So we, we both went to Pat. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so it sounds like this is. But he I didn't actually should, see it. You, you brought no, this he to didn't. the table. I don't think we should talk about it, but I'm just saying there's an alternative podcast where we talk about The Lost Daughter and we talk about, I've already forgotten it. Fuck. The Tenant. Tenant. And we, we could throw, we could just are, do Step Brothers too. Like Step Brothers, Lost Daughter, Tenant. That's like comedy, not comedy, action-ish movie. And then we span the whole thing. Yep. Well, the that's never going to happen. Uh, Jen, what sauce are you bringing to the table? I thought about this for approximately 30 seconds. Um, I have two because I can't remember if either of them. Pasta sauce. My first one, and it can be the only one if no one's done it, is harissa. Has anyone done harissa? I don't know, but there's no rule. You you can repeat them. It's fine. Yeah, well, my backup was mayo because I fucking love mayo. We're going to go with mayo. Mayo is the sauce. Let's go. Mayo over harissa? Absolutely. I think someone's done harissa. And I am always mad that no one does basic sauces. Everybody wants to impress everyone. I want ketchup. I want mustard. I want mayo. Let's talk about mayo. I did search mayo, and I saw that... We had mayo and hot sauce from Warren Wilkie. I remember that. Yeah, Charlie did mayo and ketchup, and then I guess it must have been Warren did mayo and something We had mayo and ketchup? I don't remember that. I thought I I had encyclopedic memory. You've had a lot of episodes is what I found out. God damn it. Mayo and ketchup. Charlie Yordy. February 21st, 2021. Well, that's the black hole of the pandemic. So here's the thing about mayo, Johnny. No, wait, wait, wait. I want to say one more thing. I think mayo chup is specifically that craft thing. Oh, okay. Which, not, not, not to, it, it, I still should have remembered, but now that I'm thinking about it, I remember it. So I really think that pure mayo, this is a great sauce we have to discuss. I don't, I don't actually remember what Warren said about mayo and hot sauce. I don't mix mayo and hot sauce, so I guess it doesn't matter. Mayonnaise is fucking delicious. True. It just is. And like... People that don't like it, they're wrong. I don't understand. It's that some people might say it's not a sauce. It's a spread. I don't know. I think it is a sauce. Well, I am certainly a uh, big, big house, big tent person when it comes to sauce. I'm happy to ascribe the sauce designation to anyone who would like to apply. So the mayo makes it easily. If it's spreadable, that's all I need. You want to come tell me unmelted butter is a sauce i'm down i don't care okay. uh, i think 100 percent. i don't like to use the term virtue signaling but pe- white people who say they don't like mayo are trying to align and it was black people to lie and pretend they're cool <laughs> white people love mayo these are facts that's true because it's tasty. Yeah, I feel I do feel like people try to act like they're above mayo. Yep. And I think actually acting like you're above mayo would be consistent with my personality in other ways. But Good point. I, I agree. You would totally I, try to pull that shit. 
I would, but it's too good. It's good. So I won't uh, and can't. And again, if you are not white, I understand. Almost everyone who's not white who has talked to me about mayo has said, I don't like that shit. Really? That's okay. I, it's fine. We don't necessarily have the same taste on everything. If you're white and you say you don't like mayo, I'm looking at you, Bill Kalish. I know Bill Kalish is a mayo hater. Not everything's got to be, ooh, chicken wing sauce. You know what? Are you going to pull back from your pro-mayo take? No, I'm absolutely okay, not. I, I was concerned based on your facial expression. If anything, I feel like I am more emboldened. Yeah. Um, I wonder I, what I was wondering, what I was thinking about at that moment when you saw my face was like, I wonder if it's like a vegetarian problem where because there's not a lot of things that can make sandwiches taste good when it's a portobello mushroom. You know what makes a ham sandwich taste good? Mayo. Yeah. See, it's like it's, it's truly it's you want it on there if you got meat. I think even more you want it on there. And and that is a valuable perspective because it is it's been so long since I like have I don't think I ate mayonnaise as a kid, so I don't think I've had mayonnaise with meat. So there is a part of me that wonders like, do I only like mayonnaise because it's a way to make sandwiches tasty now as a vegetarian when I don't eat meat? But now you're telling me that's not true. Mayonnaise and meat, delicious. Let me tell you, no, I know for the listener, maybe you forgot what I look like. Jen has the video; she can see I ate mayo as a child. It has always been good. We always want to eat mayo. It's delicious. I'm going to hit you with a really hard one. Think carefully. Miracle Whip? No. Nobody not, wants to go down that road with me. I think it's I mean, great. I'm not, look, I'm not saying I won't. I'm just saying it's not my preference. Like, it, to me, Miracle Whip like tastes like mayonnaise. It's like slightly off. That's, that's what it is for sure. Yeah, like I won't, I would probably still eat it, but it, it would not, I would not pick it over regular mayonnaise. If I am making a sandwich and I Do have. You, are you Miracle Whip? I will go Miracle Whip. But if I'm making anything else, I will never sub Miracle Whip for mayo. Interesting. Like, as I'm specifically thinking right now, I recently made deviled eggs. And the idea of yeah. putting Miracle Whip in deviled eggs is. Honestly, disgusting to me, and I like Miracle Whip. Yeah. Also, I in full disclosure, I mostly veganaise these days, which still tastes like man mayonnaise. Veganaise so. is yeah. I have had veganaise. I like it. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, it's not what I generally buy, but I have no qualms whatsoever. I think you can absolutely get what you want out of that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Tasting. I mean, I I'll eat mayonnaise too. It's fine. Um. Yeah, I just don't I just don't understand the hate. I'm not saying put it on everything, but like on a sandwich in a what's the I it's late. Uh the like aioli. That's the word I'm looking for. Aioli's I, delicious. If if everybody just talked about mayonnaise in aioli terms, everybody would eat it. Yeah. It you know what it really is. This is class struggle. Of, yes, there are probably a lot of people that well, they might know that it depends. If they didn't know that aioli had mayonnaise, I'm sure there are a lot of people that would say they like aioli and don't yep, like mayonnaise. Yep, yep. But aioli just tastes like mayonnaise yep. with a little bit of flavor. Like, I like this garlic delicious. mayonnaise. Yeah, no shit. It's garlic and mayonnaise. It's great. Yes, yes, yes. 
Yes. It's so good. Uh, we, my sister from the cookbook that I'm cooking through, there is a black bean burger recipe that we all particularly like. And then there was like a fries and aioli, sriracha aioli that we all particularly like. And like nothing has brought me more happiness food wise in this pandemic than eating a black bean burger with this like sriracha aioli and dipping fries in sriracha aioli and just being like, mayonnaise is so good. Sounds amazing. Yep. It's delicious. So yeah, mayonnaise. There you go. Why do people hate it? I like pickles with mayonnaise. Yum. Not just like to get like on a burger. Yeah. That reminds me. Did you ever have that thing when you were a kid where you take, I think this was dried beef, pickle, cream cheese. No. This might be a, 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 a deep South Illinois more than uh Glenbard direction that some people went to <laughs> but back in my neck of the woods that was a big deal i like that a lot uh do I don't you think... like potato salad with mayonnaise in it well as uh sharp-eared listeners know i am a big fan of potato salad i specifically only want mustard potato salad but that still has mayonnaise in it i would not be surprised to learn that i am a 99th percentile potato salad consumer I think they, I remember that episode and I think that might be true. Yeah. I think I only like potato salad if it has mayonnaise in it. And I'm not this, I'm not like potato salad's number one fan, but if it tastes like mayonnaise, I like it. It's, it, it's really good. Uh, I'm just trying, what I'm trying to think of is what else is mayonnaise in? Because like, I understand sandwich, burger, sure. Aioli, okay. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. You, you, you eat a lot of deviled eggs these days? I don't, but my, but when I was growing up, that was like, Every single Christmas and Thanksgiving, that was an appetizer. It was a deviled egg. And I loved them. I think in a lot of ways, I am making up for lost time. Because when I was growing up, I was always scared of them. And I was like, you don't just eat an egg. Just sitting there, cold, weird. And so, like, I would never make my parent. My mom would never make them. And then I would only see them at, like, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I don't just walk into the fridge and eat an egg. So I'm not going to have that. And so I like never had them. Oh, and then it was them. it was later in life when I was like, oh, no, actually, you, you probably should just eat an egg sometimes. Really good. Yeah. No, I was really into them as a kid. I've always liked eggs. Eggs are delicious. I like them every way. Eggs are the best. I eat. Uh, I am mostly omelets these days. <laughs> I'm making so many actually, omelets. Actually, omelet is probably the like the of all the ways I eat eggs. That's probably the least frequent I'm, I'm, I'm mostly a runny egg person like a soft fried egg my kids like scrambled eggs so i eat their leftovers because that's what being a parent is runny egg is definitely number two and until recently the omelet was not at the top of the charts for me but but now you're making me want to revisit an omelet and i will tell you my rejected sauce harissa delicious on fucking oh, eggs that does sound good yeah uh, i like that yeah smoky like smoky, acidy. Anyway, really, I mean, this is a testament to the egg above all else. It's a verse. It's so versatile. Like you want to talk about two different flavors, harissa and mayo, and we're like, yeah, make some eggs, add some of this sauce, you have a great time. Yeah. Up, ups to the egg. How can it handle everything? Exactly. We've got time for just one more segment. I'm ready. I want to talk about your history 
of swearing. Interesting. We're going to start at the beginning. Uh, did you, first, let's, just, let's start right here. Did your parents swear in front of you? My mom and dad, yes. My stepdad, certainly not. So that, that, was, that was a big distinction. Yeah, my stepdad went to, this might not be a, a point of reference for you, but he went to Wheaton College, which is like super, super religious. He grew up Baptist. I, yeah, I, very, I don't know about this. Yeah, he's, um, yeah, he's just like really, really Christian. Um, my parents were the type of parents that would like swear accidentally in front of us sometimes, but didn't really care that they did. So they weren't like swearing all the time. It was a slip up, but they weren't like policing it very aggressively. Um, my stepdad, I don't, I don't think he, like he just doesn't swear. That's very similar to me. Uh, when I was especially young, my parents did not do it, but it was very much as I got a little bit older, it became like a oops one slipped. Uh, I, I, it was very infrequent to get a full uh, F word in front of me. But I do remember like it was a thing that like done intentionally, not like I was a very good boy and just like I am now. Uh, but I remember like one time my, my dad did construction work and he got a phone call like you one of these houses you worked on something got all fucked up and you're getting sued you're in big trouble and then this went on and like uh, he started getting letters from an attorney and it and he was like i don't even fucking know what this house is and then it turned out there was some other guy with the same last name okay and it turned out that other guy's name was like dave it wasn't even john and my dad's name was john rhodes it wasn't even john rhodes and i remember my dad being like this was all a fucking mistake, and he was so mad. And I was like, oh, my God, my dad said the F word. That's what it took. Like, yeah. weeks of him being told, you're getting sued, and you're going to go yeah. to jail, you idiot. Um, but th- and, and then he would be happy to do it and would be excited to do it and be like, I'm going to say the F word in front of my 13-year-old son. But uh, nothing short of that. Uh, what about what now? I'm going to guess, given what you've said about your stepdad, uh, what was what was their... Uh, opinion of you swearing as a kid yeah very against it i feel like they tried to make non-swear words kind of pseudo swear words like they were big on policing like hate and stupid like (laughs) the the policing of language like i wasn't i was also like as might have been a hint of it in the high school podcast or the portion of the podcast dedicated to high school like i did not drink in high school i didn't i got good grades. Like I was not doing anything. In fact, I remember in law school, we were talking about one of our like family friends and she got pregnant. And I said that she was knocked up. Like I was like, Oh, well Molly got knocked up. And my parents tried to like make that almost like a swearing situation. Like that's not a respectful way to talk. So big on policing, the swearing definitely was not swearing in front of my parents. I am similar in one regard in that my parents, despite like we did, we had, I would hear no F words, but you would get some dams and shits out of them. Uh, I was, I was expected to not swear. It was, it was, it was not becoming of a young gentleman like me Mm -hmm. and they were right. And I'm glad I did not say swear words, but I knew kids who had like, who had like the don't say, Hey, don't say stupid. We had none of that. It was just like, don't say like the bad words and then don't worry about anything else. It's tough. I mean, actually I'm kind of glad to hear that because I can, I'm so 
fucking ambivalent on like policing the like not just policing her like my children's language but even just like hiding swear words like I we don't I like I try to watch it like I'm not trying to swear in front of them liberally but like it's just a very imaginary line like it's a very like I understand the idea of like you'll get in trouble at school if you say that like you need to learn that that there are some places you can use certain language and there's some places you can't but it's like very hard for me to get like super worked up about it well uh I know that I've talked to a lot of people who have kids and they're always like, Johnny, you don't have any kids. Could you try to give me advice on how to raise my kids? And I'm always happy to do it. Uh, that's not true. No one's ever said that. But I do think that what you're saying is right. Is a, is a, a, like, what's really important is conveying that there are you talk different ways in different places. Yeah, it's context. And like you probably don't want your kid being like, hey, what's up, you fucking bitch? Like that's probably not good. <laughs> Right. But uh, you, we, what we really what we're really trying to establish is you don't go to school and say certain things. But when you come home and you're talking to me and you're mad about your damn wiener friends at school, maybe we can talk about that. That's OK. That's right. not the same as I, oh, I can't control myself. And so I said shit when I was giving a speech in you know, doing my book report today. Yeah, kids are like particularly attuned to that sort of thing too which like isn't terribly relevant now but i think does become relevant at like a slightly older age where for example you might hear your parents occasionally use an f word but like you're not supposed to ever and because why like it's a very interesting they're trying to learn from you and so they're probably going to keep doing it i think a fascinating data point in all of this is that patrick's parents apparently swore all the fucking time and neither Pat nor his sister say swear ever. Like Patrick, it's not like rarely, it's like never. He doesn't swear. And neither does his sister. And I think that's so funny. It's like his parents did it and so it held no power for them. They <laughs> always the... have to rebel against your parents. And right. So... They learned the contextual lesson. <laughs> They're not swearing in school. They're not swearing around other people. It's not cool. My parents are doing it. So I'm just not going to ever again. Ever, period. Uh, so when did things... Oh, you can claim that like you just never swore. I'm going to kind of say you're lying because I think you've done it on this podcast. When yeah, did no, things, no, no. I swear now. Yeah, I, I think you do too. When did things open up for you in that sense? Gradually in high school. And then I think just like, yeah, I think it was a natural progression in high school into college. I do remember very distinctly having a friend in high school that like one day discovered swearing and swore all the time. And it was just like kind of awkward and painful. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to swear that much. I'm not going to be that person, especially because she was like, she's, uh, we were in gymnastics together. She was like teeny and so sweet and had like the highest voice and always wore like a high ponytail with a bow in it and she was just like fuck 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 and and like every time she said it it felt like it was like how are you saying fuck wrong like she was like somehow i don't know so i have i had some feelings when i was younger about not doing it and like not leaning in too hard but i think you know it's a that's they're they're good words they have their uses uh, yeah, I think I think you and I were similar. I was uh, very strict. Like, I don't swear at all until probably, I would guess, my senior year of high school. And then I, I it's truly humiliating. Uh, 
but I remember being in the science lab room of the high school, turning around and talking to these three girls behind me and realizing I had a, a funny joke I could make that had a bad word and I don't even know what mm. it was. And I said it and people knew that like I was kind of a goody two shoes and did not ever swear. And so I hit it real hard and got a huge response. And it was like, okay, it's important that I do that whenever I can. <laughs> like anytime I think it will make someone think my joke is 1% funnier, I should swear. And so yeah. I didn't do it a ton, but it was exclusively in that thing. And then as soon as I went to college, then I was like, what the fuck ever? I'm just going to do it. And now like, I, I, think, I honestly think I could stand to swear less. And it would be to my benefit. I would like to return to getting some actual value out of swearing. And instead, I throw it around like whatever. Well, I mean, it's interesting because like about the Goody Teachers High School of it all is like, yeah, like it is like in terms of the range of expression of language, like it is sort of like lopping off the end of it if you don't use it. And it is very funny and like used effectively, not well, not very funny inherently, but like can be used to comedic effect very well. Um, and yes, I think that. Yeah, I'm now about to get off this podcast and be like, Pat, why don't you swear? Like, what are you? Is it a moral thing for you? What's going on? Do you, do you do you think you sin in front of your children? According to Pat, do you think that's the concern? No, here? I mean that's it. Like, I I don't even think he would correct me if I did it. I don't think he'd be like, I I have done it, and he like he doesn't react in any way. Like this is not, but it is conspicuous enough. Like this is a very clear choice he's made. Like this isn't like I mostly don't swear. This is like he actually never swears. I'm honestly ashamed of this, but. It never occurred to me that Pat never swears, but the moment you said it, I was like, "Oh, that's true." Well, right. Like I, I should have recognized that. Why? Because it doesn't happen, and especially yeah, because I do it a lot. And it's never. Yeah, I can't. Like, I, I kind of want to like search all the text messages. It's never. But I, I feel like it's never. I feel like it's legitimately a commitment. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what he says about this. I'm curious. I'm now, yeah, now because it like it's kind of silly. What moral? What moral weight does not swearing have? When do you think you? Uh, when, including this very moment, do you think you peaked as far as swearing? Hmm. Sometime pre-children, because there's some. There's a limiting factor. Yeah. Um. I wonder if I peaked in college or law school. I bet college, but that's just a, that I'm not basing that on like any specific like memory. It's just a, a, a gut instinct. What about you? Present. Present. Not, and not to my benefit. As we discussed, I'd like to cut it back. Probably Does Gina won't. swear a lot? Yes. Yeah. See, I feel like that also like. Yeah. I don't have to think about my siblings, too. My sister does. My brother probably does, too. Probably a similar amount. How do you think your parents would feel about your current level of swearing? Um, I still kind of reflexively don't swear in front of my parents very much. Every once in a while. I think there's a little bit of a thing of, like, yeah, you're doing that. Like, where you're like, I'm an adult, and I can say what I want. 
Um, very recently we had a sort of semi-dramatic family incident where my, my sister swore sort of at my mom and she lost her shit. I gotta say, I swear a lot, but I don't feel like I swear at people a ton. It was, she was objectively in the wrong. Like my mom. Who was objectively in the wrong? My sister. Okay. My mom made some like silly, weird out of touch request and my sister was like, fuck off. (laughs) Oh boy. Which is a thing you would say to a friend, yeah. but not your mom. Yeah, you sure she, don't. She told me she was going to say that to mom, and I was like, you can't say that to mom. And she's like, and she did anyway. Watch me, bitch. That's probably what she, she said. Right? It, she woke up that morning and chose violence. Like, she just <laughs> wanted, she just was mad. I don't know. She just, like, who fucking knows? She just wanted, and my mom took it as poorly as you'd expect. Yeah, how'd that work out? Whole, not great, Bob. Like she was not happy. And then my sister has had to like, (laughs) she won't fully admit that she shouldn't have done it. But like, I, even the way she talks about it, like, I know she knows that she shouldn't have done that. Like, you can't just, you can't, you can't tell your mom to fuck off. Yeah. I don't think I ever did that. No. Who would do that? Uh, I, I almost brought it up before. I have no choice but to bring it up now. You said not great, Bob. Mad Men's really funny. Yeah. You, you're okay with that? I have complicated feelings about Mad Men. I haven't rewatched it in a long time. I, well, I've only watched, I, I've not rewatched it ever. I've only watched it the one time. There is a part of me that's like pretty uncomfortable with the extent to which like a certain type of man loves it. Like the way that they love it makes me feel gross and like they're missing the point. Kind of like, um, what's the other one? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, yes. It's a very similar thing where you're like, I feel like you're missing the point of this. Uh, I'm going to jump in with a really hot take. I completely agree that a certain type of person just watched those shows wrong. And that's like historically common. You always heard that like uh, uh, David Chase with uh, The Sopranos was always like actively angry that he was reading about people who loved Tony Soprano. And thought mm-hmm. he was cool. And it was like, at, like towards the end, like actually like, I'm making him do worse things to punish you for liking him because mm. you don't know how to watch my fucking show. And I'm mad at you. Bing. And then we took like a hard left turn into some other stuff that we're not going to do on the podcast. It was good. Sign up for the Patreon. Get access to the cutting room floor. Saucing room floor. We can punch this up later, right? Okay, good. Bing! History of swearing. I'd say that was a pretty fucking good segment. What do you think, Jen? I agree. I'm so glad we agree. There's time for only one more segment. Jen, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Can I plug two things? Uh, uh, Give me one second. Yes, I, I, I can't allow you to plug two things. Okay. So the first one I really feel like is a historical plug. I meant to plug this last time you were on. I was on the episode and I forgot and it has haunted me ever since. That's been a long time. I apologize for haunting you. It's for true. Such an I extended talked to period. you about it. I think you actually lightly trolled me about it. It's Uh-oh. fine. Um, my plug is for Goodreads, the social media app about reading. <laughs> did I troll you for this? I can't recall. Yes, you did. You made a fake Goodreads. I don't remember what. Now, did I make a fake Goodreads or did I make a Goodreads, put the next book I wrote, I read on it, and then forget I had a Goodreads? 
I think both. I think you have a real Goodreads and then you made a fake Goodreads where you like liked Anne Rand. Oh, wait. <laughs> they might, I might not have made Anne Rand. I think it was Anne Rand no. though. You, you are exactly correct. Uh, yeah. It's been so long since you were on the podcast. I forgot. You know why but I yes. remember that? Because I was so excited when I saw you friended me. I was like, oh, I forgot to plug it, but Johnny friended me. This is so great. And then I was like, fuck him. We talked about it after the episode. You said it was good. I started one, and then I just liked the shittiest books I could find. And yeah. said I was reading all of them every day. Yeah, but and then I, was like, I started the real very one, funny. and that one I forgot about. You forgot. So you actually told me <laughs> oh, twice. No is what happened i'm really sorry that's it's okay even one of those would not be good behavior both is pretty bad why do i can see that i can see that one of them entertained you um why do i like it so much both a lot especially right now social media is mostly not for me i'm not on facebook i'm not on instagram i can't quit twitter but uh goodreads is the best like there are um, an unlimited amount of books to read in the world. And I am constantly looking for recommendations and curating my list. And it's so helpful to me to be like, Oh, look, this person I really love just gave five stars to this book. I'll check that book out. And then when you click on it, you can see like if any of your other friends have read it and really loved it, or like this person I particularly respect fucking hated it. I'm not going to waste my time. Like it's a nonstop delight. I love it so, so, so much. And mostly this plug is just like, if anyone that listens to the podcast happens to already use Goodreads, we could maybe be friends. Matt Schmidt does use Goodreads, and I love that about Matt, but I don't, I'm don't. i not friends with anybody else that uses it. Have, have you read The Fountainhead? No. Why would I do that? Can I, can I just keep doing this joke forever? When yes, you come back on in twenty twenty four, could I still I claim did. that these I was are my favorite a, books? Um, I was a philosophy major in college, and I do have a very, very, very distinct memory of being a sophomore and talking to two senior guys, and one of them trying to explain to me how profound another philosophy major how profound the Fountainhead actually was, and that I just didn't get it. So that was fun. I bet. Uh philosophy female philosophy major in general has a lot of actually you just don't get it right yeah well i was um i was not expecting it to be as male as it was why is that can you explain that to me John? i don't why, know why? i was a I, I was a philosophy minor in undergrad and uh a lot of my last year and a half classes i took uh, were like combination undergrad and graduate classes. And the undergrad portion of the class would be a standard mix. And the graduate portion would always be seven men and one woman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like the, the like, whatever, 100 and 200 level courses would have, but like my like yep. thesis level courses, my upper level courses, it was always me and six guys. Always. Why? And I, I remember thinking, like, this is a terrible way to do what is supposed to be, like, especially advanced uh, philosophy education. Because it's, like, just these seven guys and one woman taking all the same classes together and talking amongst amongst themselves all day long. Like, yeah. you already know what you all think. Who cares? And the same prof- – I mean, man, I went to a tiny college, so it was all the same professors, yeah, too. 
like I took an extraordinary number of ethics courses because one of my professors was particularly into ethics. And I think like I took two or three variations on the like vegetarianism as a college course. <laughs> like so yeah. that's what they got going on at Hendricks College, huh? Mm -hmm. How to be a vegetarian? Sort of. I'm trying to remember what it was actually called, but I can't. Now I'm just looking on Goodreads and trying to, I want to like just tell you what Matt most recently read, but I can't find it offhand. I'm friends with Haley Mulconnery on Goodreads. That's fun. I remember I her. Talk, I don't talk to Haley in real life, but I know what she's reading. I'm trying to think of a good joke of what Matt Schmidt would have read recently. Matt reads a lot of sci-fi. Okay. that's That makes sense. But he's got a good mix and he and he reads a lot. I hate to say it, but a lot of um, dudes don't read that much. So you think Matt's better than me? You, Just because I'm not on Goodreads doesn't mean I'm not reading stuff. I don't know how much you read, Johnny. Good point. You don't. What's your other fucking plug? Uh, Matt read A Very Punchable Face. This is a terrible jokes. plug. Matt read a book? Who cares? <laughs> oh, he he wants to read The School for Good Mother. She's from Oak Park. Yeah, we all want a lot of things, that. don't we? Um, I have forgotten my second plug since we started plugging. Well, you better think of it. Oh, yeah. it's a podcast and it's called Maintenance Phase. And it's... I love Maintenance Phase. I love Fuck Maintenance yes. Phase. It's the best. Aubrey Gordon, Michael Hobbs. I want to establish that I really do know this. I'm not making it up. It's oh extremely good. Hell yeah. I listened to your wrong about and I loved your wrong about. And then Michael Hobbs did Maintenance Phase. And I love Maintenance Phase even more my, than yeah. I love your wrong about. And I didn't think I would. I was like, this can be boring because they're just going to be talking about the same type of subject all over again instead of really interesting they, they extra do it well. subject. They do it so well. What is your favorite type of episode? Oh, that's hard. I want. I, just, I, I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot. I feel like I was no. harming you. Uh, as far like obviously the uh, downfall of a Instagram influencer genre is very fun. But I love the celebrity diet books slash videos episodes. The like Angela. Angela G and I talk about that all the time about how, you know what? When you get up in the morning, maybe you should just dance around a little bit in the living room. Get it stretched out. It. That'll make you feel better. And it's true. It'll work. It. You should do it. I've listened to literally every episode. I am a member of their Patreon. So I get their bonus well, you, you got me beat there. I am not a member of the Patreon. I suggest it because they're delightful and it's yeah. fun to hear about them talk about totally unrelated shit, which they sometimes do on their Patreon. Well, I have been debating it for a while, but I think this will be what pushes me over the top. I, and I, I utterly shocked this is your plug. I love it so much. I thought that you're wrong about. I think I thought I liked the girl host more. And now that I've listened to it without Michael and listened to his, I think that's not true. I think I like Michael Hobbs more. I like her too. She's great. And some of their deep dive episodes on you're wrong about were fantastic and definitely worth listening to, especially like the Clinton stuff, which I hadn't thought about since I was a kid, but maintenance phase. Mm. It's the best. Check it out. It's the best. It's a very good plug, Jen. I, uh, I, I agree completely. It's an excellent podcast. Uh, people should definitely check it out if they're so inclined. I do have a plug myself though. Do you like Fresca? How about this? Do you remember Fresca? That's what I was searching for. I was like, that's not the bubbly. Oh, you're on it after a good water. start. Bubbly it's what bubbly. water? It's not the lime water, right? It's that's not what's the word I'm like 
The one that everyone drinks is just like different flavored carbonated. It's not LaCroix. It's not LaCroix. No. Fresca. Is it like citrus? It's citrus. It's grapefruit, yes. Grapefruit. My mom really liked a soda called 50-50 back in the day. Tell me about 50-50. It's a grapefruit soda. Grapefruit and I don't know. I think it's maybe grapefruit lemon lime. I don't know. That would make sense. But I, it's, I think it's a little like, if it's anything like Fresca, 50-50 was really fucking good. Uh, Fresca is a diet grapefruit soda. It is not LaCroix. It has artificial sweeteners in it. It's only diet? I believe it is only diet. Okay. Uh, it, I think it was in the United States most prevalent in the 1980s. I remember when I was a kid, someone came to one of my Little League baseball games and had a Fresca. And my mom was like, who the hell still drinks Fresca? And that was probably like 1993. But uh, they still make Fresca. And for some reason, the other day, I was like, I think I might get some Fresca. And I got some Fresca. And it's good as hell. Uh, you should get it. Uh, you can do whatever you want with it. It's it's very refreshing. It's not okay. overpowering. You can put tequila in it. It's allowed. I feel like Fresca is often referenced. I think if not... people bring up Fresca, they're probably making fun of it. But yeah. I'm cool, so if you get it, you'll be cool too. Well, you know who loves oh. soda? Pat Polk. There you so Pat we'll, Polk have to, loves soda. we'll have to you probably don't get some Fresca. Drink a lot of like artificially sweetened soda these days. But if it should ever come up and you got to have one, that's the way to go. Now, is this, like, I know Pat loves Diet Dr. Pepper. I was going to say, Patrick drinks a lot of artificially sweetened soda in the pandemic, let me tell you. We've all had to make yeah. our choices. This is not an overwhelming flavor bomb like Diet Dr. Pepper is. But it's also not something that you can chalk yourself into being, like, mostly a neutral, like, LaCroix, LaCroix is. So you might say there's no place for this. Did you drink those hard seltzers? You did. You did a whole episode on it. Yeah, they weren't I've very good. To, I've still got to try one of those, but they sound bad. Don't yeah, don't get the ones I got. Now there's a new I haven't we haven't done an episode on it. There's a new uh Bud Light hard seltzer pack and they're all hard sodas. And oh, it's like okay. cola, cherry cola, orange, mm. lemon lime. That sounds, sounds like a hit to me. Sally. Um, Probably the next episode you do with Pat, you guys should be drinking those. I think it's a good idea. But I think it's time to look forward to the next episode. Jen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. You're a champ. You really stuck in there with me. Best wishes in the intervening days. I don't know how I'm going to edit this together. <laughs> I think you might have to just scrap it, my man.